KC Covers Country. Hi there, it's Casey. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Let's cover country. So, it's only been a three-day week so far, but we got to have Scotty McCreary call into studio for a quick little a quick little catch-up sesh as he's about to be inducted into the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame. Not to mention his new single, It Matters to Her. It's about to go number one. So, very excited. I won't say any more. Let's just jump right into it. I hope you have an awesome weekend coming up. Here are the biggest headlines in country music I think you need to know, and a quick call from from Scotty McCreary. Scotty McCreary has some exciting new news. He will soon be inducted into the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame. Thank you, thank you very much. This induction is extra special for him because he obviously comes from North Carolina. And he did some little, he did a little bit of press yesterday. And he said, anyone that knows me knows how proud I am to be from North Carolina. It's an honor to be recognized by the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame and included with all of the 2023 artists. It's also surreal knowing I'll be joining my musical heroes in the Hall of Fame like Randy Travis, Ronnie Millsap, Charlie Daniels, James Taylor, as well as Eric Church and Kelly Pickler. Yeah, he's really thankful. Here's the thing like, Kelly Pickler was in there before Scotty McCreary. I mean, I guess she was on Idol before she, him, but. Right. She had a career before he built. You know, she had a career for like a good two years. Yeah. And then she stopped and it was fine. Like, she's still such a household name, even though, like, what's Kelly doing right now? Uh, I think she has a lot on her plate, but. Like she's not making music, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. What is she doing? We need to call. She was her. she was a radio host, not anymore, but she was, which is kind of interesting. I'll text her, see what's going on right now. You don't ever know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're also wondering who else could be included in the North Carolina Hall of Fame, and it is people like George Clinton. Oh yeah, Fantasia. Fantasia Barino. Everyone's favorite. Yeah. Andy Griffith. Okay. Stonewall Jackson. And now Scotty McCreary. Man, that, what a what a cast of characters. What is, a cast. Is, is John B. in the Hall of Fame yet for North Carolina? Oh, gosh. It's only a matter of time. They've got to put a, a fictional yeah. section up for him. I will say that if uh, Kelsey Ballerini's boyfriend ever gets inducted into this Hall of Fame... They better ring him in with a dang bell. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Three times. Bring, bring, bring. <laughs> bring it on! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Scotty McCreary. Let's Love go. Hey, hey. Let's go. Good morning. How are you? I'm so good, man. Thanks for asking. It's uh, all good in the hood. So it matters to her, assuming it has significance to your wife. What was her reaction the first time hearing the song? Yeah, she loved it. You know, it's it's one of those things where I, I know I wrote it. I'm still learning, you know, those things as well. I still got a ways to go. But as soon as that second verse hit and, and it talked about how, you know, I just showed up and listened to what she has to say. She was like, yep, you, you finally got it. There it is. She, <laughs> she loves it. Avery is now, what, just over seven months and started moving across the floor, I would imagine, at this point. Yeah, he's starting to move a, a good little bit. You know, he's, he's getting active and can set himself up, and he's, he's crawling just a touch. He's not like boot scooting, boogin' over there, but he, he's he's doing pretty good. How is life on the road with a little one right now? 
great. It's different, you know, to be honest. You know, I've, I've been on the road now 12 years. I've never, you know, been cleaning a, a poopy diaper two minutes before I hit the stage in front of 15,000 people. But, you know, it keeps you humble, and, and it's just the coolest thing to be singing. Um, you know, a song like This Is It, you know, about Avery's mama and, you know, look over and see the be and Avery stage left. That's living in the moment. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so last year was, if I'm doing the calculations correctly, and if I stalked you well enough, was your <laughs> 10-year high school class reunion. Did you go to that? Uh, you know, I did not. I, I might have been on the road. I feel like, do you feel like this? I feel like reunions for school and stuff have become less of a thing since, like, social media has become a thing and Facebook. Because before it was like, yeah, we. you're like, what have you been up to? And now it's like, I can't, I, I see way too much of your life. I, I know exactly what you're up to every single day. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of those younger times, I hear that we make some of our best relationships and connections through, like, shared trauma or crazy experiences had together. Do you think that applies to you and Lauren Elena after Idol? Shared trauma? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's a good way to put uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say a little bit. I mean, we definitely, we were both about the same age going through that show. Both made it all the way to the end. And, and I'm still, both of us, 12 years later, you know, have been kicking around here in country music. So uh, she'll always be like a sister to me. And I think I'm like a brother to her. And you can't go anywhere nowadays without hearing, you know, one of her songs, you know, out there. And I, just always makes me proud and yeah it, it was idol was an experience that no matter how you try to tell people unless you really lived it like we did um you know you really can't describe it did you have any nicknames in high school just out of curiosity um you know my whole life and it still kind of is my whole life everybody's just called me scooter or scoot even my guitar strap that i have on the road now just says scooter on it i like that That's there's a good so nickname. many options with mick like mac daddy and all right you know, McRib daddy and- mac <laughs> yeah uh-huh. McRib. <laughs> well scotty always a pleasure talking with you and uh we hope to see you on the road back here in st louis soon man good luck on that number one Hey, appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see y'all up there soon. Thanks for having me all. See ya. We'll see ya. Carrie Underwood feels like Hannah Montana. Let's talk about her double life. So, Carrie, we obviously know her as one of the biggest names in country music. She's had seven headlining tours and 28 number one singles and obviously dazzles audiences the most with all of her iconic outfit changes and ensembles. But underneath all the glamour... She told Vegas Magazine, because, you know, she's got her um, she's got her Vegas residency still happening. Yeah. Or, like, round two or something. Uh-huh. She told Vegas residency about her simple life with Mike Fisher and their two boys, Isaiah and Jacob, who are eight and four. She says, I love my role as a wife and a mom. In addition to what I do on stage, I get to go to baseball practice, and it's just wonderfully ordinary. In a lot of ways, I lead a double life. I'm a mom at home, but then I fly out to Vegas or I go on tour. Which, hearing her say that, like, I I already knew that was true. But hearing her say that really puts it into perspective. Like, she is flying out to go on tour, but she's just one of the baseball moms. This is like that question you get in an interview where it's like, tell me one of your flaws. And it's like you say, and you say and something like, I'm, I'm, um, I'm kind of a perfectionist, so. I just feel like I have this double life, so. <laughs> of course you're a mom. Of course you're going to baseball games. You have children. She says, whenever I'm home, I love gardening and homesteading. We grow fruits like apples and peaches, and I always feel like I'm making something. It's really cool when people come over and you can serve them bread that you made yourself or hard apple cider from your own orchard. My husband really likes grilling, and he's a hunter, so everything in our fridge freezers and fridge is pretty much anything we've gathered ourselves that also took me to the side a little bit because isn't it interesting the way things 
always come full circle. Carrie, all the money and opportunity in the world just to fly home from Vegas and literally garden herself. Yeah. Instead of having, like, if I, I'd have a in-home chef. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing anything anymore. And she's going home and she's like doing it herself or for lack of better example, Garth, all the money in the world, quite literally chooses to play with dirt in his backyard <laughs> rather than doing anything else. I love how much that comes up on this show. It's just like once you get to a certain point with I feel like money and status and realizing that, yeah. you know, it doesn't always lead to happiness, that human connection comes back to the most simple things. I can just see Carrie in the backyard just staring at those peaches, which is waiting for him to come, you mm-hmm. know, just like, I am, I am ready for these peaches and I could ask for my butler to get them for me, but I will wait. It's the same way that Trish is looking at Garth out there. She's like, oh, there he goes again. I will wait. There's my boy. <laughs> Watch out. Cody Johnson serving up a can of whoop ass all the way from the stage. <sighs> Cody Johnson, Kojo, if you will, is A, a Texan, B, a former rodeo bull rider, and C, an ex-prison guard. Mm. So safe to say... He's not up there messing around. He's not as short as I thought he was. You thought he was short? How how tall is the man? He's 5'8". Which is, I think, average height. That's the size of um, the gingerbread man. Okay, so maybe he is a little short. That's Everybody why he wears the hats and the boots. That's true. Hat and boot adds six inches minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. But you might not realize that he could be kind of like rough and tumble because he comes off as such a nice and collected guy. And he is such a nice and collected guy. But some fans at a recent concert almost got on his bad side when they started fighting in the pit right in front of the stage. And what's worse is that they were pretty close to some kids because Cody Johnson big with the kids. Don't ask me why. Might be the mac and cheese song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably why. But, like, kids will be at his concerts and stuff. It's no big deal. So, as these people were fighting and kind of getting close to the kids, Cody had to lay down the law, and some fans posted videos about it and TikToks from the show. I'm fighting this pit. I will stop this show and have your ass thrown out. All I did was say, dance your partner, dozy do and we got a fight going down here. If you want to fight, take it somewhere else, because y'all bump into one of these kids, you'll have me jumping off the stage at your ass. All he said was, dozy do dang it. <laughs> Why do people fight at shows? I do not understand this. I know that in the pit, it gets a little pushy. It gets a little like, hey, my, my wife or my girlfriend has to go to the bathroom, and now they got to cut back through everybody, and that might trigger some people, but gosh, every, I feel like every country show. There's a fight. There's somebody doing something in the pit. Well, you and I have been in the pit one too many times. Yeah. And I can definitely say I've had some people like push me around and size me up in the pit. And it's crazy how once you're in there stuffed like sardines with a hundred other adults mm-hmm. in a pretty su- small space. Yeah. Emotions, they just run hot. They do run hot. Things get boiling. Yeah. And if they get too hot, Cody Johnson's going to get down off the stage. Himself. And open a can, you know? But not before he calls security first. <laughs> As they do. <laughs> As they do, you know. 
Anyway, the video is pretty funny. It's on our Facebook page and Instagram story. Shout out to Cody Johnson. We still love him. Well, not that. I think this makes us love him more, to be honest. Breland has been warning us about something for a long time, and someone disobeyed, deliberately disobeyed him. Wow. What'd they do? Well, first off, everyone knows Breland's most famous song. Even if you don't think you know it, you've definitely heard it, My Truck. You can drink my liquor, you can call my lady, you, know? you can take my money, you can smoke my blood. Scuff these Jordans, you can say you hate me, you can call me crazy, but what? don't touch my truck. Don't touch the man's truck. He revealed on Tuesday that his truck had indeed been broken into. Oh, my gosh. Sharing a photo on Instagram that showed all of the glass that had been yep, knocked inside. Classic photo. Shards all over the driver's seat and the floorboard. You know you know someone's emotion when the picture they post to Facebook that day is glass on a driver's seat. I don't think you know Breland's emotion, though. Breland? Because something tells me... It hits a little harder? No. That he's that he, he did would, it himself. He would walk up to it and be like, you know what? I hope they have a blessed day. You know what I mean? Like he would be the type of guy that would just be like, well, you know, insurance will cover this. I hope they got what they wanted and God bless. You know, I see it both <laughs> ways. I see him like walking up to it. So mad. Kicking the tires. I told y'all. <laughs> And then in like 10 minutes, he when he's on the phone with insurance, he's like, but you know what? They're probably just going through a rough time, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. That's I could, how I see it happening. I could totally see that. I hope they got that change because it was like $1.50. The caption he posted said, someone broke into my truck, smashing the front and the side windows. I got half a billion streams outlining why this was a bad idea. Don't touch my truck. Yeah. I mean, you get, you, at that point, you're kind of asking for something to have a new track. You know, that's another thing is you're going to put out a song like that. There are people on the internet that are just going to. Like if they see you, you at pay. their gym and yeah. they don't like you. Please be quiet. Oh, I'm just going to be louder now. Jake Owen remade a Willie Nelson song. He dropped four new songs on Friday. And I'm going to be real with you. I've kind of been forgetting about Jake Owen recently. That's okay. Because he's coming back now. Yeah. Summer. Okay. Time to start working again. I have certain country artists that are I see as very seasonal. Jake Owen is a summer artist. Mm -hmm. Brett Eldridge? Winter artist. For sure. Billy Currington? Summer artist. Yeah. It all just makes sense. Kenny Chesney? Summer artist. Blake Shelton? I was going to say spring. Blake Shelton's fall. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, right? Except Kenny, obviously we don't agree That's actually a decent, like, TikTok right there. Yeah. So, Jake... As summer is right around the corner, he's getting ready to drop a new album. He dropped four new songs on Friday, and included in those is a familiar jam just in time for all the Memorial Day outings we had this weekend, except instead of On the Road Again, he changed it to On the Boat Again. On the Boat Again. I just, I, I just, if you're, if you're on the boat, say you're at the Ozarks or whatever, and you're on the boat, mm-hmm. this pops on, I'm in, I'm in, I'm, cause there's probably some drinks flowing. I'm and you're good. on the boat again. Right now in this moment, I go, 
why are we changing a good thing? Why are we messing with a good thing? On the road again should not be on the boat again. But would you sing on the road again if you were on a boat or sitting right there? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Well, let's go on a boat. Uh, two weeks from now, weekend, we'll 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 test this theory. How about that? Uh, we'll head wait. out at Creepcore Lake and get oh, on a canoe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Nelson's 1980s classic on the road again. Uh, I know that Jay Gowen is crediting him, obviously, Willie Nelson, as a writer on the new song. So yeah. Willie's going to get money from Jake's new song. Willie's like, take my name off this list right now. <laughs> Get off that boat. <laughs> no, but I think it will be the only type of song you hear when you're like at those swim up bars or on a boat or on those summer playlists. I don't think this will really stand the test of, you know, being a radio single. Maybe. We'll see. Carrie Underwood going on tour as an opener. That probably hasn't happened since 2006. Yeah, I think you're right. Be for like, Brad Paisley or somebody. Bra- Carrie opening for Brad Paisley? Not currently. Okay, back then. Yeah. If she was going to open for somebody now, who would you guess that it is? It would um, have to be someone huge. I mean, I could see it being like a Dolly or like a George Strait or someone like that, or maybe someone like out of genre. Mm-hmm. You know? You're hot. Thanks. Nope. <laughs> nope. Wait, out of so she's opening for someone that's out, out of, of genre? genre? Yet. Um I don't even know. Come I, on. I don't even guess. Carrie Underwood going on tour opening for Guns and Roses. Oh. After enticing Axel Rose to join her at her shows as well as headline stagecoach with her, Carrie will return the favor and open for Guns and Roses on their summer 2023 tour. See, that makes sense. Which sounds weird to say at this point, but I feel like we've been talking, like you said, about her doing rock songs and, in, you know, putting those in her set and everything. This makes sense. Granted, they are doing that thing where they're having a lot of different openers and the openers are subbing in and out at each place. So mm. every almost every city gets a new opener. So Carrie's only doing like three shows, but I feel like they could definitely add more once they see what a showstopper she is because, okay, they're going to have to change up her set a little bit to open for a rock show, right? Like she can't be up there like, Jesus, save the week. <laughs> She's going to have to really kick in the um, before he cheats and probably some covers. Yeah. But I feel like if that audience has never seen her before, they're going to be so wildly impressed. I don't know that there's anybody who hasn't seen Carrie Underwood at this point, though, right? Um, Hello? Who's going to a Guns N' Roses concert? You're telling me a 60-year-old man with a barbed wire around his arm has been to a Carrie Underwood concert? Way to stereotype, but may- maybe he hasn't gone to a concert, but he knows who Carrie Underwood is. Either way. He definitely knows who Carrie Underwood is. There are definitely people out there who are seeing this announcement and they're like, what? Do you have any of the other artists pulled up? Like who would be opening? Not pulled up. I read them earlier. It's like, it's like the Pretenders and... Um, is she the only country artist? Yes, she's the only one that's an oddball. Gotcha. Um, she's a huge Axl Rose fan who's been covering Guns N' Roses songs in her shows for a while now. She told Rolling Stone, I've been covering Guns N' Roses my entire life, definitely on stage for the past 15 years, and I always like to choose hard vocalists to emulate to help me improve my vocal 
abilities, and she says Axl Rose's voice has always mesmerized her. There you go. I feel like this in this chapter of her life, Axl Rose, in the next chapter, Michael Bublé. Mm. Also difficult. She can go down that crooner route, you know? Casey covers country. <laughs> 